0: Feliz Navidad! Prospero año y felicidad! Uh, what was that? Oh, Prospero año y felicidad. Got you. Well, anyways, did you know that Echo could be your place, your people, and your purpose? It's true. It's very true. Well, we want to help you take your first steps into this life-giving local church and find the community and the support that you've been hoping for. Let us know that you are out there. Yeah. Hey, Caleb. Kyle. It's official. Uh. We're in the Christmas season. We are, and, we are. And uh, it's the season to do life together. Exactly. Well, uh, please make traditions with us this year and invite a friend like Kyle to join you. <laughs> well, you've got to come next week. The Prams are here. You don't want to miss it. Kyle, tell us some more about it. I love the Prams. I know the Prams. They make good music. Uh, Sunday morning and Sunday evening. Yes, you're at that Sunday morning. They'll be leading us in a worship and mini holiday concert, but that's not it. They're going to be doing a special encore performance next Sunday night at 7 p.m. right here at the castle. Looking forward to that. Also, we want to remind you that we have an amazing Christmas Eve plan for this year. We'd love to see you at one of our three services. Mark those calendars, 1.30, 3 p.m. or 4.30 p.m. Make a tradition with us this Christmas season. Last thing, if you're looking to give through uh, to Echo today, you can text 84321 or go to the website, either one works great. Go to that website, 84321. Enjoy Echo Sunday service. Let's go.
1: thank you this morning for the, this time of praise that we have together, Lord Jesus. Father, thank you for your presence. Lord, I just ask that your anointing and your spirit would flow over this congregation this morning. Lord, that you would come and do a work in us today. Father, that we would celebrate our brothers and sisters who've given their life to Christ us today. Lord, we love you. We worship you and we praise you in the name of
2: morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, hi, Lizzie. Hi, Sam. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> my hype crew's in the front. My name is Christy Cass, and I have the honor of co-leading this beautiful church alongside my husband, and today you get to hear from me. Are you ready? I don't know if I'm ready, but we're going for it. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. We are very excited for today. At the end of service, we are baptizing a few of our Echo people, and so that's going to be awesome. So today's message will be a little shorter, so some of you are probably excited about that. So every week, Andy Cass here thinks it's a really great opportunity to kick off his messages with what? Dad jokes. Yeah, we're not doing that today. So, but I thought I would switch things up. So today I'm going to be talking a lot about how to give praise, how to compliment, how to be a positive person. Anyone struggle with that? And so as I was researching and studying for today's message, I came across some rather interesting compliments. You want to hear some? So if you want to take notes, you can take out your phone, write these down, try them, email me, tell me how it goes. All right, here's, the, here's the, my favorite one. You're not someone I pretend to not see in public. Is that a good one? Nathan's thinking about it. Uh, I don't get it. Anyone ever be in public and someone pretends they don't see you? It feels really great. Really great. Here's one. Your face makes other people ugly. I know. Not Minnesota nice. Out of, out of all my friends, you're the best at being single. Where are my single people at? Raise your hand. We're just going to give you an opportunity. Single and ready to mingle. Yes. This one's modern. Every day without you is like a day without my phone. I just don't know what to do with myself. It's good, right? It's real good. Why are compliments so hard? Anyone have a hard time giving compliments? Anyone just, words of affirmation just flow out of you? So I, so I have a funny story. Andy doesn't know I'm doing this. When Andy and I started dating... Let's just say Andy's not the best at compliments all the time. He's like 50-50. We started dating. I was in college. I was living in Duluth. Andy's living in Minneapolis. And we're a good month into the relationship. And he had studied. He'd read read his Bible, had some time with Jesus. And he calls me, you know, back when you call and not text, because that's how old we are. He goes, Christy, I was reading the scripture, and I was thinking about you, and I just want you to read it. And then let me know what you think, but I, I like feel like God wants you to read it. So I'm all excited. I'm a newer Christian, didn't really know the Bible that well. And I, he said, read Leviticus 15. <laughs> now for my, for my Bible readers in the room, I'm not going to read it to you because it is sometimes the Bible, let's just say this, you might as well make some popcorn and read it because there's some good material in the Bible, okay? <laughs> but the context in Leviticus 15 is about women who are unclean that time of the month who are called to leave the village until that time of the month is over. <laughs> so I get out my little gratitude journal, and I write the date, and I'm talking to Jesus. God, I just give you this time. Speak to me. And I start reading, and I'm like, is he, does he think I'm dirty? Does he think I'm unclean? I call Andy, and I'm like, not good. Not good. It's a joke. I love honor, not shame, Andy. It's, your, it's my turn today. You've taken leaf blowers to my head on stage. Oh, we'll see you later. Have a great day. Have a great day. All right, in all seriousness, we are going to look at a story in the Bible that seriously inspires me on many accounts that we, I want to unpack with you today. So if you have your Bible or you have that beautiful app on your phone, I want you to open to the book of Luke. And we're going to look at chapter 17. So I'm going to break this down for you. All right, and we're going to start at verse 11. So this is Jesus. He is traveling through Jerusalem. He's in Galilee, and he's in Samaria, okay? So here we go. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. So just for those that don't know, Galilee and Samaria, very remote, sparse area, country land, okay? And they're all walking by foot, no cars. As, as he was traveling into the village, ten men who had leprosy approached him. They stood their distance. You see, when people had leprosy, they had to announce their presence, stay the distance because of the connotations alongside what leprosy was. They called out to Jesus in a loud voice and said, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Lepers would also create their own community. So they're traveling together, seeking God, honestly wanting a miracle. When he saw them, he said, go and show yourself to the priests. And I just want to pause right there. So him saying, go and show yourself to the priests. You see, when people were getting out of quarantine, we know this life right now, they would have to go to the priest and the priest would give them the thumbs up, like, you're good to go, you're clean, you can go back into the world. So all they said is they call on God, and he says, go and show yourselves to the priest. So just like that, as they went, they were cleansed. So God healed them in a second. One of them, when he saw he was healed, one, he came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. He was the Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to them, rise and go, said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Once on being asked the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor people say, here it is, there it is, because the kingdom of God is in the midst. And what that means is that the kingdom of God is already here. The kingdom of God was already there because it starts with the Holy Spirit living inside us. And as I've processed this scripture in the past week, I'm stuck on the one in ten. Why did only one person return and go to God? And I think a lot of times, if we look at our life, we've missed it. But it's not too late. See, I think it's impossible for me to receive God's gifts, for you to receive God's gifts without giving him the praise. And today is about us realigning our life, repositioning our life, in looking at what it looks like to be grateful, to have gratitude, to express it to God. You see, that, that man, that Samaritan, did four things that I want to touch on. He praised God, he dropped to his knees, and he surrendered at Jesus' feet. He then thanked him, and then he rose up and he went. I'm going to pray. God, I just come to you right now, and I just pray for today. I pray for purpose in the midst of chaos. I pray that we can become people who praise you no matter what we're going through. God, I pray that we can reposition our hearts and our lives and that you will align our steps. And I just give you this message. I pray for you to speak to our hearts. It's not me, God, but it's you speaking through me. And I just pray right now for us to be encouraged to praise you in your name, amen. So today is all about the one in 10. I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to be that one in ten. The one thing in this scripture that really stands out to me is the coming of kingdom of God is not something that can be observed because the kingdom of God is in the midst. God is in you. And if you have not accepted God, I want to give you that opportunity to accept him today. We are to be people who respond with praise. To walk humbly thanking him. My life, my goal, over the past 22 years, is to be that one in 10. I want to take you back to 1999. <laughs> who, was, who was not alive in 99? Let's just, oh, Andy, come on. <laughs> Olivia, we love you. Okay, September 10th, 1999. It was a Friday night. I was in Duluth. Some of you have heard this story. I was going to college. I was, you know, five weeks fresh in the LSH dorm. It was awesome. There was banners all over the school saying free pizza, free root beer, so I was in. So I lived on the floor with 64 girls. That'll teach you some things, give God the praise. (laughs) We had three bathrooms, no joke. It was a whole sitch. And so I went door to door after I saw this free pizza situation, wanted everyone to go with me, and I go to the rafters at UMD, and it was a group called Chi Alpha, which is a youth group for college students. And I walked in feeling dead, Feeling scared, feeling anxious, being a freshman on campus, feeling like I had to have all the things, but I didn't, struggle bus situation 101. And I walked into that room for the free pizza and I walked out a new person. I'll never forget that feeling of walking out, having new hope, new perspective, new life, singing that dead man come out of that grave, that was me. I was an 18-year-old struggling with depression, I was letting my body be used in relationships. I was struggling with self-worth. I, had, I felt like I had just all these little secrets, not letting people into my full story, not knowing how I could actually do it. And honestly, a lot of times if you go to a college, a non-Christian college especially, it's just kind of, it's accepted. Like, do your thing, have a fun, fun four years of just partying and living your life. And I knew there was more for me. And that night, the message that was spoken spoke to my heart. I can't even recite the sermon, but I knew I was different. I raised my hand and I accepted Jesus to enter my life. And for 22 years, I have been committed to being the one in 10 and I want to motivate you today to be the one in 10, to not give up. So we have to start with a few things. I think in order to be the one in 10, it matters who we do life with. Your people around you matter. Who's in your circle? See, we start acting like the people we're around. I don't know if you've noticed that. We have our same mannerisms here at Echo a lot of times with our staff. It's all good. (laughs) But we want to let people in. And for me, when I chose of who I was going to start spending time with, I gave them my sin. I told them my secrets, and I let them in on the shame. And in return, I received help, I received hope, and I received healing. Through those relationships. So maybe God's calling you to create some new friends today, new circles to start your new life. And it's not about giving up on people, but it's about managing your time, protecting your heart. It is so important who we hang out with. And for those that are getting baptized today, I'm so proud of you and witnessing your life and witnessing your transformation. this is just the beginning. And for those of you who have been baptized, I want you to go back to that moment. What brought you into the water? God wants us to go return to the water every single day. I want to be surrounded by people. When they see curveballs, they don't look at it as obstacles. They look at it as opportunities. I want people who will pour into me. And I'm not saying being this fake positive person, but like, let's pray. Let's look at this and how can you get through this? Because I think there's a lot of opportunity for us to come up with the excuses, to have the pity parties. I wanna be around people who are passionate, who look for the opportunities. Number two, I wanna approach life with gratitude. And honestly, this is the anti-cultural thing, is the gratitude concepts. What does gratitude look like? Gratitude is showing honor and respect kindness, compassion, the fruit of the spirits, I need it tattooed on my body to live it out every single day. What's the opposite of gratitude? I think unappreciation, ungrateful, denial, I think pride. I have this written down, your accidental ingratitude is leaving a mark whether you like it or not. I know if I were to interview my children, sometimes mama doesn't seem grateful. It starts in the home. It starts in our relationships are the most tender to us. You see, the enemy is here to lie to us, to tell you you're not good enough. The enemy wants us to compare ourselves to others, to deny deny the things that God has done for you. You are enough. Honor is given to us. I have this thing hanging in our house I brought. I was actually practicing my message in our basement last night. It's really fun preaching to a wall. <laughs> Just practice. Sam, you're so good. And it says, honor honor comes, or I'm sorry, humility comes before honor. And I have this, I still I'm trying to figure out the perfect spot because this is for Christy Cass to read every single day. I want to be humble enough to give God honor. I want to be humble enough to give people praise. To thank them. Honor is given to people who walk in true humility. Humility is the continual state of being, and it takes a humble heart to be honored and to keep balance. But the enemy wants to tell us the opposite things. Timothy Keller says it best. He says, Gratitude is what you feel, thanksgiving is what you do. What is God calling you to do today? And there's a moment, last year, I don't want to embarrass her, but I really felt like I was supposed to share this. Our middle daughter is Zakaya. She's in this room right now, and she's awesome, if you don't know her. My, my way to describe her is she is an adventure just to witness her doing life. It's an adventure. You are awesome, Zakaya. And last year, Zakaya had done something small, and she was, you know, done something out of disobedience, so she was in her room having some, you know, a TO, as we call it in our house, a timeout. And I had gone up to her room and Andy was with me and we were sitting on the floor and we were trying to process this through. And I think this was during our home, home um, schooling bit. It lasted about six months. <laughs> and it was during quarantine. It was a whole thing in our house. It was, it was struggle. We were struggling across the board. So Kaya probably didn't do homework or something. And again, I don't even remember what she did, but I remember she was in the room and I walked upstairs and I sat on the floor and I started talking to her about what she had done wrong, but that we still love her. And she kept responding. I was giving her words of affirmation and saying, Kaya, I'm so proud of you. And she was saying, no, you're not. Kaya, you are beautiful. No, I'm not. And I went down this list of calling out her character and calling out her calling and calling out how special she is, and she kept denying me. And as tears streamed down my face, I was brought to the spot that that's the way God speaks to us every single day and we ignore it. We deny it. We shut it out. We say, no, it's not for me. It's for them. And in that moment, I just wanted Kaya to hear my words and believe them. And God wants you to believe that you are enough. So number three, I want to live a life where we are ready. I think we can run, run, run. We can be moving all the time. But what are we moving towards? Busyness, chaos, chaos. There's a big difference between being ready and being willing. God wants us to be willing. There are a lot more people who are ready than are willing and ready to be safe. Ready is an excuse where we can continue to add things to our list, like I'll be ready when this is done. Any list makers here? It's a way we can have control. It can be our covering for years. It's like you're going to the race to view the race, to watch the race, to witness the race, but not participate. And that's not what it looks like to be a Christian. God wants us to be in the race. He wants us to be on the field. He wants us to be in the ring. It's the ready, set, go motto. So how can we be ready? I believe it's by giving praise every single day, seeking him more, Drenching yourself in love or drenching yourself in water, acknowledging that you need him, immersing yourself in a community that loves you. God wants us to share the good news. That day in September of 99, I went back, and I was different, and I made it I, my commitment to, le- to invite everyone. I was the poster child of, like, you need to come to church with me. I want you to come Because for me, I think so often we think we need to be ready to share, but it's just the power of an invitation that people are waiting for. The power of that you care for me and you've had this experience and I want to participate and join you. God wants us to live a life that's out loud, to show honor, respect, gratitude, and thankfulness. You see, gratitude is the evidence of life change. When we start speaking it out, we're believing what God has done. God wants to use your gifts today. And if you don't know that you have gifts, I challenge you to read about spiritual gifts. Ask God, what are the gifts? How have you made me different? God wants you to serve. He wants you to show up for people. He wants us to be people of impact. How does that look? He wants us to move ourselves from inspiration to impact. See, inspiration is hearing things, and impact is actually doing it what's God calling you to do today? He wants you to add value to people's lives. Every single day I want to return to Jesus. It's a way that I pay honor to my healing. And maybe you're here today and you need healing. Or you need forgiveness. Or you're asking for a fresh start or a new life. The one in 10, honestly, has been really hard. Sometimes it feels very lonely. Because in 22 years, some of my biggest mentors, my pastors, my Christian friends, have walked away. Why did the 9 out of 10 not return to God? And I think when I look at our lives, we can ask and plea and be on our knees asking God for this big miracle or this big change or him to show up in a circumstance or maybe you have a diagnosis or maybe you're at rock bottom or you're struggling in your marriage and we ask and then he, he does this thing and he helps us and then we just walk away. Well, that was good. Thank you. But God is calling us to return to him, to give him the praise, to speak it out. To, to bow, to get on our knees, and to humble ourselves. I don't want to be one in ten. I want to flip the narrative. I want you with me. I want you to move out of your seat, metaphorically. <laughs> you can move up. You can come up here. I want you to own your story. Your story is meant to be heard. I want you to own who you are. God's made you you for many reasons. I want you to own the role or the responsibility that God's given you. I think we spend so much of our days sometimes saying, Why? And God's telling us just to go. God doesn't want to just do the miracle in your life, He wants to unleash you. No more sitting, no more hiding. No more shame. You have everything you need. God wants you to give Him the key so He can unlock your potential, so He can unlock you into change. I am not here today to put something inside you, I'm trying to pull something out of you. For you to see yourself the way that God sees you. That's why I'm a mess every single week. I look around and I see life change, I see purpose, I see beauty. God wants to grow your faith. If it feels like a mustard seed planet, it'll grow. Because as you grow, he will give you more. I know that firsthand. Don't be the person who walks away and misses the gift. God has something for you today. Start accessing it. Let's start giving grace to others. There's a verse I want to close with in Ezekiel. And it's in chapter 36. It's two verses, 26 and 27. And I love this, how it's put in to words. It says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit and put a new spirit in you. I will remove you from your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Let me read that again. I will give you a new heart. Some of you today need a new heart. And I will put a new spirit in you. No matter how messed up you feel, God has a fresh start for you. Allow him to transform and empower you. Allow him to renew your heart, renew your mind. Let him infuse the light that's in you, give you a new light, new purpose, and a new vision. Today is about returning to the miracle that's taken place. Today is about us witnessing the miracle in these six beautiful people who are getting baptized. And today is about us giving praise to our Father. I'm going to pray and then we're going to watch the video for the baptism. God, I just come to you right now and I just pray for every single person in this room. God, I pray for their story that's been written, and I pray for their story that is to be written. God, I pray right now that we can come and we can return to you. I pray for humility before pride. I pray for us to give you the praise. I pray for you to just switch gears and show us a new way to live, a new way to see things. God, I pray for our perspective and our outlook, and I just pray for every single person in this room for them to be able to receive your love, that they don't have to do anything to receive it that you are here waiting, you are a part of the plan, you are in the future, we just have to go. God, you will never give up on us, and I thank you for that. We give you today, we give you these beautiful people who are going into the waters, that we have the honor and privilege to witness. And we just lift this up in your name, amen.
3: And God, I pray that even though this is a step, that they'd be reminded that this isn't the only step. And my prayer and my heart for them is God, when they come up out of the water, you would just gently whisper what their next step should be. And give them the boldness to do that. And to do that for the rest of their life. Well, I wanna be baptized because I've always felt like and I'm not good enough for anyone or myself.
4: And there wasn't any hope for me because I've always lived a sinful life.
0: I really didn't know that I needed
5: Jesus until I t- started reading the Bible, because I had never read the Bible until I started here.
2: You know, now that I want to make a fresh start with God and to be saved and cleansed from my sins. So this is my next step to get closer
6: to God. I'm in a new season in my life um, where I finally was able to give my all to Jesus. And uh, I've been seeing things from Him and having conversations with Him and I feel like this is one step closer that I'm getting to Him. The more time I spend here, and the more time I spend with God, I just, I have this, He just like hugs me. It's just like the best feeling ever. I want to be perfect. And even though I know it's not possible, only Jesus is perfect. I was like, that's just one step closer that I can get to Him. It's just me becoming new. like Him turning me into somebody that I always wanted to be and yeah, like letting go of everything, all that past, I deal with that a lot, like everything I've done in the past and just him making me into a new person.
7: I lost my mom in 2017 and it was really significant. Oh, starting already. Um, and as I was approaching, knowing that I was gonna walk into baptism, I was in my parents' house a few weeks ago And I just prayed that I wanted to find a token, something that would lead me. And um, I found this blank notebook. And I love to write. So I grabbed it. And so I started writing last week. And when I got to the fourth page, it wasn't blank. There were two pages about my mom's spiritual journey. And now she had gone to a class about committing, recommitting herself. I just think it's incredibly amazing that I found my mom when I didn't think that I had found my mom. And it was actually completely about what I was looking for. So Um, here's my uh, why. Uh, Why the waters of baptism? Because when God called me out seven years ago on a plane, I never stopped walking back towards him. Because over and over I have said to God this year, make me a vessel. And all he answered was, okay, then follow me. There is something deeply powerful about transitioning from a believer into a follower. And so when I step into
8: the water, it's because I simply chose to follow Jesus. I was not brought up in a religion at all. Dad was. A Catholic mom was Lutheran, and neither one went to church and never spoke of God, you know, at all. But then they sent me to a Baptist church for a summer Bible school when I was about uh neighborhood of 12. And I walked away from that, and I said, Lord, I do not want to be baptized by immersion, and I do not want to be a mission- missionary. So, that's it. When I was 19, I went on a vacation to Texas, and my uncle was a pastor there. After a few times I realized maybe I should do that. I didn't realize what I was doing. I was just doing it as an obedient act. There were no bells or whistles or anything like that with it. Nothing seemed to change, but uh, I did it. And now I know the Lord. I know God, I know Jesus, I know they're alive and they're in my life and active. And I'm so overwhelmed by his graciousness and his love that I want to do it the right way, to be baptized. And when I come out of the baptism, I'm gonna say, praise God, because wow, he's so great. And I want to just praise him.
9: As a child, I was baptized Catholic. And then uh, after uh, quite a transformation from my mother, we transferred over to Baptist. And I was transferred or baptized again as a Baptist when I was probably 10 but my mom passed away when I was 11. And so in this journey back, I was going through some things and I came across a cassette tape. My mom's been gone 47 years now. And this cassette tape was her voice and it was reading scriptures and talking about God. And then I I took out a Bible that she gave me that inside she wrote to my dear son, Ted. My prayer is that you'll read from this book every day between trying to start a journey with God again and finding these things, it really has me fired up to come back to the Lord. Basically, I wake up every morning and thank God just for opening my eyes and my heart to uh, this new lifestyle. My Bible verse I came across was Acts 22:16, 16, which says, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Get up and be baptized and calling on, on the Lord. And it, so, Yes, this is the time and the place.
4: I didn't grow up in a church. I never went to church. Since I felt the call on my life to follow Jesus, it's always felt so weird because I always felt like I was too young for it. Going through high school, going to church every Sunday, and dedicating your life to serving your community instead of partying and acting like a normal teenager, I always felt like I was judged for it, but I, again, didn't really care. I always felt called to use my gifts from God. Ephesians 2.8 is my favorite verse. Um, In short, it says, for by grace you have been saved in faith, and this is a gift of God, not by your own doing. And I always felt that we've been called to use our gifts from God instead of hide them and ignore them because we might feel judged by it. And I always felt like that's been my main goal in life is to prioritize Jesus and serve Him even when it doesn't feel like I want to or he's not gonna be behind me. And I feel like that's my calling into the water. And this is my time to dedicate my life to Christ again and again, all of the rest of my life.
3: These are our favorite Sundays. Favorite Sundays and uh, for those that are visiting and you may not know what baptism is, it really just brings us back to the beginning of creation and really the, the creation narrative where Jesus creates um, life out of chaos. And today, uh, six people are gonna step into the waters of baptism. And when I believe what's happening is that the Lord is calling them out of chaos and into their calling. And that this isn't just about uh, a moment now, but this is a, a honest uh, commitment to just say, you know what, I'm going to be one in 10. I'm going to keep walking towards Jesus. And, uh, and, and that's what I want to talk to those that are being baptized, but I want to remind those that have been baptized, that let's not keep back, we, let's not continue to look back at this moment, but let's look forward and return to Jesus as Pastor Christy told us so well this morning. And so it is our honor, it is our privilege to uh, walk into the waters. And again, it doesn't, I mean, it it always blows my mind because like, why would we do this? Well, we do it because Jesus did it. We do because Jesus told his disciples to do it, and then his disciples actually did it, and then his disciples actually taught about it, and so 2,000 years later, I'm not looking to define what is good in my life according to my standard, but what I want to do is allow God to call us to the goodness that he has called for us and set in front of us, and so that's what baptism is all about. And so we're going to ask one by one our friends to come up, and uh, we're going to going to be able to baptize them. And what I'm asking from you is this, once they come out of the waters, can we just celebrate with them today? You know what I'm saying? Like, we've got the hype crew over here. There's at least one person over here that's going to be really crazy. But let's join Sam and what the Lord is doing in and through some of these people. So I'm going to ask my friend Mike Dexter to come up and jump in the water. You're going to want to take your shoes off. He's got some nice Jordans he's not going in the water with. (laughs) Jump on in, in. man. Face the crowd here and and sit down. Uh, What's the temp? Sub. (laughs) Sub. Lukewarm. (laughs) Many of you don't know this, but Mike Mike, uh, came to my youth group a few years ago. (laughs) And... uh, Although you came for probably many reasons, um, I believe the Lord is dropping a seed in your heart. When I heard your story last week, I, I, I heard when the Lord really start, when maybe the first shoot of what was planted start kind of coming out of the ground and that was when you were in, uh, you were in, in the military, right? The Lord is really grabbing a hold of your heart. And and then by one friend, he reminded you that we had a church and that you came and the Lord is, and he's he's been doing something special ever since. And and I guess my thought for you today, Mike, is God's not done yet. This is only the beginning. This is only the start. And uh, I'm super excited to be on that journey. And I think, are anybody else excited about being on that journey with Mike?
2: I don't know if you know what your name means, but Michael means that you are with God. And I see someone who is with God, and you inspire us. And I just think you, even coming back home, there's so much purpose that God had for you in coming back to Rochester after years away. And your life is a gift, and you are a leader. You lead your family, you lead those around you we are inspired by you, and I just want to call you out to live out loud, to share your story, and to share your why. Amen.
3: Amen. Well, let's do this. Might <laughs> because of your confession of faith, your proclamation, uh, that you love Jesus, Sarah, I can't pray without you plugging your nose here, so let me have that other hand. <laughs> I don't want to drown you. I've not done that before. So. But Jesus, I thank you for Mike. And, and Mike, because of your proclamation of faith, because you said yes to Jesus, because you've made him Lord of your life, I now baptize you in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay. <laughs> The guys first. Ted, would you come up, please? And Donna, you'll be next. Let's hear for Ted Pilgrim. <laughs> Cannonball. Ted, you inspire us. Um, many of you don't know the, f- the fullness of Ted's story. Um, But the truth is, is Ted is a miracle today. And you are a miracle. And we counted a great joy to be here in this very moment. You know, when I heard your story and you said you hadn't heard your mom for how long? 47 years. 47 years. And then you had the opportunity to hear her read scripture and to continue to lead you and you know what, this is what your life is all about, that this very moment is, is speaking to your family, to your friends, and for generations to come, what you're doing in these tanks today, will go ahead and continue to lead people to Jesus. So you're living in your, in your, in your mom's a legacy, man, and oh, how cool, how cool, man, so awesome.
2: Hey, Ted. <laughs> Seeing your life change over the past year, has been one of my favorite personal stories here at echo seeing the way you walked in the first day to who you are today you are one, you are called to be a helper you carry joy with you everywhere you go there are scriptures in the bible about the ringing of bells that people would have bells on them that you were bringing praise and that's how i see you you bring praise everywhere you go through your story through the transformation seeing seeing the transformation in your entire family is beautiful and your life is beautiful. And I just think that this next season has great purpose and we're excited to witness it.
3: Yes. Awesome, man. Uh, so proud of you again, uh, Ted, because you've put your trust and your hope in Jesus Christ. We now baptize you in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's always a shock. Donna, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. You had to push through some, some fear and this is a very bold thing for you to do. Yeah. And uh, we're honored to be here and, and uh, with a bunch of people who love you. Anybody love Donna today? Yeah.
2: I think it's significant what you do for a living and how you make children feel safe and working how you have had a calling to work for work with children who maybe lack hope or support. And I think that today God is calling you into the waters to show you that He wants to support you and He wants to bring yeah. you hope, and that today is about Him loving you the way that you love other people. Yep. Yep. And so I just want you to receive His love that you are worthy. Yes. You are enough. Yes. Yep. yep. You are called. Yes. You are a blessing. Yes. You are beautiful. Yes. And you have a purpose. Yes, amen. And your life matters. Yes. We love you, Donna. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm so proud of you. of your proclamation of faith, because you've put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your friend, as the one who declares your worthiness over your life, I now baptize you in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. (laughs) let here for cats today I love your line that that uh, there's a difference between a being a believer and then becoming a follower or being a disciple and thank you for reminding us of that and uh my prayer is and and, and you know you, you you're so you are a deep spiritual being you know that's 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 what we know cat as yeah. and my my heart is that it, that God's not done that he's calling you deeper yeah. into a fullness with Jesus yeah. and that's my heart and prayer for you cat
2: you know I hey girl <laughs> you are a pastor to many And I just am, honestly, anticipation comes to my mind of what your next chapter looks like. You spent the past 20 plus years serving and nursing people and being a safe place. And it's been more medical and people having babies, which is beautiful. But I just see a new season, new birth in you today, new life. And so I just am excited to witness you pastoring people in different Capacities and capabilities that are going to be brought out of you. And I just want your, your gifts to come to the surface yeah. and for you to hear his voice. And you, you make your mama silver, proud. Yes. Yep. And I just think there's so much purpose that we are so gifted and blessed to have you here. Yeah. But I am excited to witness what God has for you next. Yeah. And so I just pray over you boldness, yep. clarity, purpose, fresh vision and that he will anoint your steps, he will anoint your speech, and that he will light your path. We love you, Cat.
3: Amen. (laughs) Oh, Cat, because you have said yes to Jesus, you've asked him to be your Lord and King, we now baptize you in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. here for Olivia.. Yes. <clears throat> Christine
2: Olivia. I'm so proud of you. You have been a mentor to my girls and to many children here at Echo, and your life inspires many the path that you chose to take in high school when things are against you and it doesn't seem normal, I'm thankful you're not normal. I'm thankful that God's called you and He's given you a purpose. We love your entire family and having them here today is a gift. Your life matters and seeing you lead your your family and leading your peers and leading these children, showing them it's cool to love God, showing them that you have purpose and I just pray for your quietness a little louder. I pray for creative opportunities for you to love on people. And honestly, where you can attach why you're different and give God the praise. And we just pray for this next season. I pray for clarity on what you're called to do. And I pray against you continuing to go against the crowd and to seek him even when it doesn't make sense. So I just pray against anxiety and fear over you right now. And I pray for quiet boldness. And I pray for confidence. That surpasses anything that you go through. Yes. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen. Ah, your humbleness and your humbleness inspires us, yes. Olivia, and uh, we thank you for that. Because you have said yes to Jesus, As you declare Him Lord in, over your life—not for this moment, for, but for, because not only just for this moment, but for the rest of your life. We now baptize you in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. My friend Wendy. <laughs> oh, we love Wendy. Oh, yeah. One of the coolest things I get to do. are we good? Wendy Oh glad. The coolest thing that I get to do is the week before we do baptism, we film and we get to hear the whole story. And uh, Wendy, your uh your life has not been easy. You've had obstacles. And uh and I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to do it anyway, but at 82 years old, your faith inspires us. Yeah. Your story is you had mentioned you had got baptized before and you did it because you felt led, but today you feel led as well. And it's because you know Jesus. And I just want to just put this declaration over this church and and us as a community is when we grow up, we want to be like Wendy. Uh, you're, You're not, I know you're. I know you're not perfect, but you're willing, and you're, yeah, and you're yeah, loving, yeah. and you're faithful, yeah. and you're obedient to what God has called you to do, and, yeah. and that inspires us. Yes. Yeah. Christy?
2: Yeah, we need shirts sure that say, be like Wendy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> or where's the beef?
2: Yeah, where's the beef?
3: You remember that commercial? No, babe. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Bad joke.
2: Andy, we love you. It's okay.
3: Oh <laughs> you're preaching again next week. <laughs>
2: okay. Amen. Wendy, what we love about you is that you're a woman who throws away the excuses yes. that when God yeah. speaks, you respond. And every single week, for those of you in this room that don't know, Wendy comes expectant. Yeah. She has a word for people. She has a gift of writing. She's giving us encouraging words. She's speaking into our lives, and God uses you. And I just see your life that because He God knows that you will respond. And I want to be a person like you who responds to him, responds to his yeah. voice. And so I just pray over this next season in your life, We're so grateful that you live across the street and that we have the blessing of having you in our life. And your life, like Andy said, inspires us.
3: So what's going to be different is Wendy's, our our last one that we're baptizing, and then after, uh, the band is going to kick up in full praise, and as Christy had mentioned, let's be people of thanksgiving, let's be people of praise, and we know Wendy's ready, I just wonder if you are, and so let's just have a moment, and let's honor God, this is not about a person, it's not about an individual, it's not about their story, but it's about Jesus working through them, and in us this morning, and so I'm excited. And Wendy, you are awesome, Uh, but God is greater, and he's good, and he is faithful, and because of your trust that you've put into Jesus Christ, our Lord, I now baptize you in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.
5: celebratory day you know this is just a good day we are so proud of those of you that got baptized today we are so proud of the six of you taking that step out and even though for this moment it was about you going into the water it was about us as a community i don't know about you but i feel super encouraged and super proud of those six people can we celebrate those guys again Now one of the things we do at ECHO and we do this every single week is we say a prayer. And this prayer is not magical. It's not special by itself. But it's an opportunity for all of us to take one more step towards surrender. Now for some of you who maybe never said a prayer like this before, we just want to encourage you to be a little open and sense maybe what God has for you. So what we do is we say this prayer together. You're not going to be all alone. We say it as a group, and it's just an opportunity for us to just open up just a little bit more to God. Let's say this together. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, you rose again, all with us in mind, Accept the rescue that you offer, save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Yeah, let's celebrate those that said that prayer for the first time today. Man, you know, and we we like to celebrate people that are at Echo for the first time, and I met a lot of new families today. Can we celebrate those that set foot for the first time today? Echo Church, we love you so much. We are so glad you're here, and we can't wait to see you next week. Have a great week, everybody.